Is this Friday? What's going on? This hasn't happened in so long. I'm not sure I, I know. know what I'm doing. I think this is Friday with Fran. I think it is, but it's been uh, two months for B calendars, uh -huh. and it's been a very long time. And so this is Friday with Fran. Uh, welcome to anyone who is watching in uh, live and in the replay. Whether you're watching live or in the replay, please leave us a hashtag uh, live or replay. And if you are joining us for the very first time, um, you don't know that we haven't been together <laughs> in a while. Uh, but but what you will find with Fran and I is that we just talk about things related to special education. Um, I am a special education teacher and an IEP coach. And um, hi, Alex. I've missed you too. And I'm glad that you're feeling better and on the mend. Um, hi, and yes. Fran has two adult children who um, have disabilities and her, she herself became a person with a disability several years ago. And so we felt like, you know, we might know some stuff and have some things to talk about. So that's what we do. Um, so thank you for joining us, please. If you are joining us for the first time, let us know, you know, one of those uh, first time listener um, type things or, or no, what was it? Uh, first time caller, long time listener is what used to be on those old radio programs. Um, so yeah, and also we're on opposite sides than what we used to be. And we have a different background color. Not going down that way and up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're just like all refreshed and ready to go. Definitely. I have a puppy on my lap. You have a pup, a new puppy or a Cooper no. puppy? No. Oh, hold on. Dig him out from under the blanket. Oh, there's my Cooper. Here he Hi, is buddy. with his Christmas sweater. Aw. He's like, he's, what are you doing, Mom? Let me go back to sleep. He's like, I'm cold. Okay, I'll put him back down. And also for anyone who is watching for the first time, you won't know, but anyone who had joined us prior, you probably are seeing that Fran's background is a little bit different. You want to talk about that, Fran? Yeah. Well, this is the coolest thing. Um, well, there's lots of cool things, actually. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, God keeps providing in my life for me and he provided an accessible bathroom. Nice. And in order for me to have an accessible bathroom, I had to lose space somewhere. And my office was on the other side of the bathroom. So I've lost over half my office so that I could have wow. a, a roll-in shower and I can quit falling out of my bathtub. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you don't cool? need to fall anymore. No. So it was really cool. And um, it's just, once again, God's providing in my life something that I need. And abundantly, it's it's a really beautiful bathroom. So sometimes awesome. I'll have to share pictures. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So um, right now your wall is blank. Are you going to leave it that way? Um, no, I have to paint um, ah. because of the renovation. Um, I have to repaint my entire front of my uh, front rooms of my house, mm -hmm. and it's the weather's not really conducive for painting. No, no, it's so, too cold to air out the rooms while you're painting them. Right. So I'm I'm gonna wait, and rather than put stuff up to have to take it back down, I'm just gonna keep it playing ish. <laughs> I have a whole wall of um, pictures leaning against the wall behind me. 
yeah, you had quite a few stuff. Yeah, framed well, items up. The funny before. thing, I had had not hung pictures on my walls. I've lived in this house for a really, really long time, and just never hung pictures. And so I finally had gotten around to hanging them, and then I had to take them off. So about <laughs> that. That's usually how that kind of stuff happens. I know there was um, some cleaning, some like really deep cleaning of like closets and cabinets and that sort of thing here recently. And, you know, got rid of those things that, oh, I haven't looked at this in months or years or whatever. And then sure enough, I can't find now something that I wanted. And I was like, did I really give that away or throw that away? Ah, oh, of course I did because now I want it and I don't have it. Uh -huh. You know, yep. inevitably it happens. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What is that called? Murphy's law or something like that? I don't know. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what have you been up to? Uh, or do you want me to tell what I've been up to? You know what? This looks really weird. I just have to say it on Facebook. Yeah. The green is a different green than what I, I'm seeing on the studio. Anyway, sorry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So do you little, want to tell little, little chipmunk just ran through. That's all. <laughs> I'm back. So, so do you want to talk about um, what you've been doing or do you want me to talk about what I've been doing? Uh, why don't you lead off? Okay. So I have been talking a lot. Um, and I have been, um, Alex likes the green. So we appreciate that comment, Alex. Um, I have been doing a lot of seminars with teachers. Uh -huh. um, in different places across the state of Illinois. And cool. that's where most of the time that I have been unavailable has where I've been. Uh -huh. um, I did have a couple of times when I was traveling. Um, one of those was Thanksgiving weekend. And the other one was Veterans Day weekend. Um, Kevin and I took a little trip down to uh, Herman, Missouri. And that was really nice and relaxing and, um, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much what has kept me away. Um, it's been really good. I've really enjoyed having all the opportunities to talk to the teachers in the different places and get to know some more people and make some more connections. And, um, last week I was at a conference in, um, Northern Illinois and, very different group of people than other groups that I have presented to. This one was more general education teachers and administrators, um, where typically the majority of the people that attend or at the, yeah, attend the conferences that I'm at, um, they're special education conferences more so. So um, that was interesting to have so many general education people. And it was mm -hmm. good because, you know, we all need to, know the same stuff and be on the same page and collaborate. So yeah, so that's been really good. So anybody's watching, if you want a professional development provider or a speaker about special education stuff, give me a call. <laughs> yeah. I like to travel and I can also do virtual because, you know, we're in the wonderful world of virtual. Yeah, that, that sounds really neat. So you have been a very busy person. I have been, yes, yes, and I'm I'm ready for it to slow down. Are you? And so, do you have a little slowdown now? I do, uh, because of the Christmas coming up, Christmas break coming up. Um, 
I still have a couple of meetings next week. Uh, I know many schools are already closing. Well, today would be their last day before Christmas break, but um, there's still several schools around the country that are still going into part of next week. So I've got a couple meetings then, and, and then after that, um, I will not shut down the office, quote unquote, but I won't be working in it eight hours a day for a few days okay. either. So, yeah. But I think, I think I'll still be able to do, I don't think this will have to be our last one for the year. I think we'll still have opportunities, or at least I will. I don't know about you. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I have to look at my, my calendar just, it kind of evolves and just happens. And I, sometimes I feel like I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. And, and occasionally should check to see where I'm supposed to be uh, <laughs> on this ride. Yeah. So. I have that same problem. I was actually thinking a little while ago, maybe I have too many irons in the fire. Maybe I need to reduce some of the things that I'm doing. But I'm not feeling 100% myself today. I think I'm still... I think, well, Kevin has been sick this week and then we had guests a few weeks ago and they were not well. And so I think I'm just kind of fighting some of those germs. Okay. Um, yeah. And so now I'm feeling, you know, whenever I get, <laughs> and this goes with the the uh, title of what you called today, I think, when I get a little overstimulated, um, then I start to get like, oh, I'm not doing as well as I should. And, mm -hmm. you know, I start wondering, like I said, do I need to take some irons out of the fire? Yeah. And so how do you balance that? Uh, it's a mental game for me, honestly. Um, I have to tell myself, you know, like on a day like today, I'm, I'm getting lots of things accomplished, um, but I did get up later and I did let myself sleep in a little bit. Um, so that kind of threw me off. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm, you know, there'll be tomorrow, there's tonight, there's next week. You know, I kind of give myself a list of things I want to accomplish each day. And whether I write that down or it's just in my head, um, I'll, you know, on days like today, I just give myself the grace of it's okay. You know, like one of the things I wanted to do today was to start getting, well, not start, but continue preparing for one of the meetings that I have next week because mm -hmm. we have Christmas celebrations tomorrow and the next day. And so I won't have like my weekends to do some of the stuff that I might have otherwise. And so, you know, I'm just like, it's okay. You've, you've got tonight, you've got part of the day tomorrow, you've got, you know, some time on Monday. And um, so just telling myself, this is just one day, just tell, you know, just that mm -hmm. mental game of it's, it's okay to take a, a break. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to do what I need to do for myself. Good. It's good to hear you say that. Yeah. What do you do when you, what are some, what was, what did you call it? Keys for overstimulation? Did you, what? What oh. did you say? What was the top? How do you, here? how do you key in to overstimulate, overstimulate, overstimulation? <laughs> it's, that's a hard word to say. It is. Overstimulation, right? Yeah. Or you could just say overstimulation. And take out the. Is it two different words though? Do they That's have two? I mean, I know it's two I, different words, but do they have do they have B meanings? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. So 
what to to go back a little bit you know we just talked about my bathroom uh -huh. well it just didn't happen instantaneously right um and while it was happening i happened to have influenza a so i wasn't feeling the greatest uh -huh. and so i wasn't able to process all of this extra noise extra people extra chaos and I was way overstimulated and I, and I, I didn't handle it well. And so I started lashing out at the people around me because, because I didn't catch that I was. And so it made me think about today, how, how do we, how do we help those around us that are overstimulated and how can we help them and how do we catch it? How, how do we key into it? before they are, are to the point of no return. So that was kind of my thought process and what okay. I texted you. Yeah. And so that's actually one of the reasons that we were not on as well, because the your bathroom remodel was going on during one of the Fridays that we would have been on. <laughs> yes. If, if I remember correctly. And I yeah. and I had have had some health issues going on and continue to have those going on. So we'll probably have more where I, I won't, but that's another time in another place. Yeah. Well, and there's a January, I think it's the last Friday in January where I will be traveling again. And I already know that. So um, we definitely will miss that okay. Friday. Wait, no, I take that back. I don't think my flight leaves until late at night. So no. I think so you're I think flying. I'm flying and Kevin is going with me. How fun. Yes, awesome I hope so. You can travel together. It is. It is. I just hope he doesn't get bored because I have a conference. It's a master IEP coach conference. And I was hoping that's what you would say. It's it's not the really big one. She's not doing the really big ones anymore. There will only be, I think, 10 or 12 of us at this one. Um, but Is that a lot? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's this many. Um, so it's, okay. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not in comparison to when I used to do the big ones in July. Um, but yeah, so I'll be all day Saturday, you know, like for, for this many hours in a, a conference. So I'm not real sure what he's going to do during that time. Um, it's in Arizona. So I guess he'll just go explore the desert and hopefully not get overheated. <laughs> it sounds fun. Maybe he'll just take his swimming trunks and lay out by the pool that day. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it doesn't seem like something he would do. But... Yeah, no, no. That's why I giggled when I said it. because It's totally not him. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so so keying into being overstimulated or overstimulation. Um, how long were you overstimulated? before you realized, or, or was it something that somebody told you or something that you realized on your own? Um, I realized it on my own when I was snapping at everybody. Okay. And I was like, goodness gracious, why am I snapping at everybody? Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, am I, is it just cause I don't feel well? Um, and that's no excuse. Is it because uh, they're saws and um, everything else going nonstop. Well, that in and of itself is no real excuse. But if I start combining these things together and I go, okay, 
I'm not feeling well. There's constant noise. There's strangers in my house. I have no, no personal space anywhere. There's um, dogs running in and out and barking. Um, people coming and going. Pile that all together. Well, maybe there is a little bit of an excuse now. An excuse, but not so much an excuse, but an understanding of why I'm snapping and why. So then I had to go, okay, now I know why. What do I need to do to change it so that I'm responding in more appropriate and less extreme fashion? Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you for coming to that conclusion because as you were talking, I was telling myself, don't interrupt her, don't interrupt her. And, and <laughs> because you kept saying it as an excuse and I, and that was exactly what you finished with what I was going to say, where it's not an excuse, it's the reason. And I often think that we interchange those as if they truly mean the same. And I don't believe that they do. Um, because I think an excuse gives, um, I think the idea behind an excuse is like you're off the hook for mm -hmm. being responsible for your actions. And I don't think that the reason it lets you off the hook. So I, I think that reasons are, you need to understand the reasons because when you understand, and this is totally all my opinion, but when you understand the reason, like you just said, then you can address it and you can do something about it. And I'm presuming, because I know you, fairly well, I think, that you probably apologized to the people that you snapped at previously because you realized this isn't their fault. I'm I'm being overstimulated. I need to address this. I need to do something about it. Um, yes, I in fact did. I apologized. And then I took it the next step and I said, I need a little bit of space. Very cool. And I took that space and that time just for me. Good for you. And I'm not saying I took as much as I really, really needed, but sure. I cleaved out a, a bit of space in order to reboot myself and to go from highly overstimulated to overstimulated. But I was to the point where I was had I call it happy hands, um, but my hands were all over the place. And it was, I would, I mean, that's how extreme I was before I really realized it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you went from overstimulated to an unmanageable to overstimulated, but manageable. Yeah. And Again, so impressed and proud that you took the second step and said, okay, I know what's going on. I know why this is going on. I have this need. I need to speak up because if I don't speak up, nobody's going to know. And I'm just going to stay in this overstimulated, unmanageable spot. Right. And I think that, I think those are very important points is that when when we recognize it in ourselves, or if someone else tells us, hey, you know, you're not acting like your normal self. You know, um, we had those Snickers commercials for years, and I don't 
watch much regular television anymore. So I don't know if they're still out there, but you know, that they would have somebody who was a actor and, you know, like, oh, you're, you're like totally crazy and you're being all weird. And then they would give them a Snickers bar and then they would become whoever they truly were supposed to be. Right. Um, and it was because they had been hangry. So they were acting differently, but I think it's the same idea. You know, again, we had a reason, not an excuse. Mm-hmm. They needed food. Um, you needed space. You needed, you know, maybe a little bit quieter <laughs> or maybe a few or less, fewer distractions. Um, but Absolutely. Those are such great points. And so that led me to, as I was thinking about today, and if we were going to have opportunity to share with each other, was um, how can we help those around us that may be overstimulated? How can we, if they don't realize it, or even if they do, what are some steps that we can can do in everyday life to help them go from way up high to down low. And Alex says for her, she needs to see the reason and try to change what little I can for myself. And often for me, it is a change of environment. Yeah, sometimes, and that's an excellent tool as well, Alex, it truly is. You have to separate yourself from, if you can, I mean, a lot of times you you can't totally leave the environment where you're in, but maybe, you know, if there's a situation happening here, maybe you can at least step over here and just try to get a different perspective. And I think for that too, that kind of answers your question. Um, One of, I believe, probably more than what we can come up with today of choices, um, because I think it probably depends, you know, per person, but just say, you know, hey, let's like, I can tell that this is really bothering you right now. So let's go over here where it's a little quieter. Or why don't you take a walk and I'll address this um, and and help them have that opportunity to step out. Yeah. Sometimes people don't want to take that opportunity though. Um, Especially I'm thinking of like, if they're having a, uh, like a power struggle, I guess, with someone. Mm-hmm. you know, cause they, they want to stay and, and, and get, you know, they want the win. And you know what I've discovered recently, this like light bulb moment. What? How many people does it take to have a power struggle? Yeah. So if you have a power struggle with this many, but one of them walks away, is this person still power struggling? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, that, I mean, that was something that I realized at one of my teaching conferences, I was like, oh, you know, we say that kids in school, um, that one of the reasons for their behavior, when we do something called the functional behavioral assessment, um, there's like this many criteria and it's power struggle, attention, uh, uh, elopement or access to tangibles. And I was like, if we say that the student's behavior is because of the power struggle, then, well, who are they power struggling with? It's the adult. So Mm -hmm. maybe the adult needs to walk away or stop the power struggle and just say, you know, come up with something else so that there's not a power struggle. Um, So, yeah, I've been trying to come up with 
Alex, you think they only take they only need one person to have a power struggle? I mean, I guess you could have a power struggle within yourself. You might need to explain that a little more. Um, but you know, so I've been trying to come up with like specific strategies of how to get out of the power struggle and how to walk away from the power struggle. She's yeah. She says you have a power struggle with yourself. Um, so when you have a power struggle with yourself, what kind of behaviors do you have? You don't like us on that side anymore? I don't know. I thought I would try something. <laughs> don't make me motion sick. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I don't like that. Go back. Make it go Is back. That, it, I'm just, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, so yourself and your expectation for what you want to do versus what you can do. So, I, yeah, I, I need more, Alex. You got to help me. We can bring you on. Do you want us to bring you on? <laughs> so what were you going to say, friend? I don't know. I, I, I do know that in today's or recently I have, I'm having, I have a hard time focusing. So yeah, you might have to bring me back. Okay. Okay. Or what others expect. Um, okay. yeah. So, so a power struggle, um, like I said, some, some people won't want to step out of the oh, situation I know. because they're in that power struggle. What? Uh, I just had a power struggle. And so I, I'm thinking of how we resolved it. How did you resolve it, it? It was, it was not a pleasant one. Um, and so I ended up with the, the other individual came near me and I was getting my hair wet because it was poking out all over the place. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they just kept asking me questions. So I just took a bunch of water and flicked it at them. And, oh. <laughs> but it <laughs> broke the tension and right? the power struggle. And it, it was, it was okay then, but it was, it was just rebooting almost, I think is kind of what happened in that water flick. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And humor is one of the ways to get out of a power struggle. Absolutely. I'm trying to look in my slides. I want to show. Um, okay. So I'm going to try to share my screen and see. I'm going to share one of my slides from my presentation. Um, it's not one that the humor is not one that I wrote down, but that is absolutely a good one. Um, so can you see this understanding the crisis graphic? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the point that I brought that I wanted to bring this on for is because as we get up this I don't know, mountain, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The higher up our emotions go, basically, uh -huh. the, the lower our ability to think clearly and rationally is. Hmm. So as you can tell, at the highest point of the emotional or the behavioral crisis, where the student, at least, 
is almost at their lowest cognition point. Um, if the staff continues to move away from self-control, their cognition goes down as well. So it's it says staff because this was done with students and teachers, but if both of you are escalating up in emotions, both of your ability to think rationally is going down. Right. So um, that is something that I don't think the average person would know because I didn't know this until I started studying behavior and started attending sessions. And this was uh, presented by Dr. Richard Van Acker, and he is a University of Illinois professor of behavior. Um, and then I also have some of these strategies over here. Um, and again, I was working with teachers, but um, these are kind of the end of my slides, but I can show you the rest of them really quick. So there's sure. some more. <laughs> um, yeah, and I know we talked about, so this is the like the one thing that I really like to share with them is when we're considering behavior, um, what we sometimes see as a failure to behave properly is actually a failure to communicate properly. And anytime they think of, or any of us think of calling someone attention seeking, it says kid, but it could truly be someone. Um, think mm -hmm. about it as connection seeking. So connection those are, seeking. okay. Yeah. Sorry, yep. back tail. That's okay. Because the whole process is that the person is in crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I was going to say Alex wrote a couple things. Yep. So that's when you have to leave the situation, even if it's only to go for to the bathroom for a minute and just break the cycle. Absolutely. Um, and there are, there are tons of strategies. That particular... Um, graphic that I showed, like I said, that's developed by Dr. Richard Van Acker, but um, there is a whole institute called <laughs> Emmy. Yes, um, Emmy is making her appearance known. Well, that's good. Well, she was jealous because Cooper got to be on camera. So she was like, hello, it's my turn. <laughs> well, I've had the office closed. So I think more she's curious oh. what's going on in the office. Yeah. Because like, oh, there's a door not to my office. Ah. Yeah. Nice. Isn't it? I mean, it's taxing when it's happening, but it's nice when it's done to have like this new space. When it was, when it will be finished, it will be nice. Right now, yeah. it didn't get finished. So they're having to come back and finish it. Oh. Like, will they have to spend a long time, do you think, or just a little bit of time? Hopefully just a day. Okay. Still, that's a whole day, but I mean, it could be worse, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing your um, slides. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. I know once we talked about maybe I would do that sometime as, you know, just kind of mm -hmm. have a whole session about the IEP. But I, um, I'm actually doing a session. I'll start the promotion here today. Actually, I have two sessions in January. Uh, B sessions when I'm working with two different organizations. Um, one is through the Lincoln Prairie Behavioral Health Program, um, and I will be doing a level up your IEP and special education knowledge with them. Mm -hmm. And then the, and I'm not sure if that's totally open to the public or if I think it is. Um, 
but I, I get to start advertising that one today or tomorrow. Uh, I can start advertising it now. It's just a matter of when I get it done. <laughs> and then um, the other one is I am working with a lawyer and we are going to have within my Facebook group, um, like an hour and a half. So once around, one time around the clock and then a from a 12 to the six again um, time. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going to be where I'm going to talk about special education and like, you know, how to write the IEP from the parent's perspective, what you should look for. And then she's going to talk about um, like guardianship and need special needs trusts and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so if people are part of my Facebook group, they have access to that and it'll be free. Cool. Yeah. So those are new things coming up for me. Um, but yeah, getting back to um, the power struggle and getting back to how do you deal with being overstimulated or overstimulized. <laughs> that is a weird word. <laughs> I, okay. See, I was struggling with it, but yeah. Um, That's why I didn't make a banner for it because I couldn't decide how to write it. <laughs> so I thought, okay, what's in your toolbox covers it all. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, um, so we talked about, you know, humor as being one way to kind of get out of a power struggle. Um, sometimes walking away, if that's possible, redirection. Um, sometimes if you, even if you're struggling within your own mind about, you know, I know this needs to be done, but I really want to do this. Um, you can set up what I had shown on my side was like a this then. So, you know, mm -hmm. do this, then you get that, um, you know, so you can do that with yourself. You can do that with other people. Um, uh, find ways to give power if it's a consistent power struggle with a particular person. Um, find ways to give that person some control because that's a lot of what power is, is trying to have control. So um, figuring out ways to give control in other areas that are not as um, critical. Critical. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, that was um, part of what occurred this afternoon. It was, it was like, okay, now that we're in this, now that we're out of it, how do I, I still need something to happen, mm -hmm. but how do I go about even attempting to get this to happen? Okay, well, where can I give a little bit instead of just expect and take, take, take. So I found some areas where I could give some and kind of threw those out. And I'm hoping that maybe something's happening while we're still, <laughs> we're having Friday with Fran and I'm going to come back in and be pleasantly surprised. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so what other things can we do, like we said, so um, if there's a power struggle and if you're in that situation where you're being overstimulated and we were talking about how to help other people. So if you see someone going through a situation where they're overstimulated, um, besides saying, hey, why don't we go over here? What's something else that you think 
you could do or maybe that you've already done for other people? Sometimes just a touch. Mm -hmm. um, just a touch on the shoulder to break them out of that cycle. Right. Or a tap on the desk or a tap near them just to break it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, it, it is my understanding of overstimulation a lot is, um, it is, it's just like too much. And we, we get future oriented in those moments. Um, because it's like, I can't handle this any longer. You know, this has to stop. And, and so if we can remind the person, you're not alone, you're in this space, you're, you know, it's, it's just, we just bringing that person back to that moment and that touch definitely can do that. Um, you don't necessarily want to like scream at the person, um, because oh, that's, man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, sometimes you may have to, in a, in a true emergency situation, if someone is overstimulated, you, you seriously may have to scream at the person. Um, but that should not be your go-to. Right. Um, you know, there's other things that you can try before getting to that point, I think. Um, for me, like I said, I think, um, you know, stepping away from it, is helpful. Um, acknowledging, I think acknowledging it is really huge. If, if you can acknowledge, if you can be, if you are self-aware enough to recognize that something is off. So yeah, do I need to step away? Do I need to get some fresh air? Um, change of scenery, like you said, you know, maybe you just go into the bathroom. Out. Yeah. Um, Sometimes sleep, if you can. Sleep? What's that? I know. <laughs> That's what I said, if you can. <laughs> um, writing stuff down that you're processing or that you're dealing with. Um, you see, that just, that just sends fright through me, writing things down. It's like, ah, no. Why? It what happens when it's has. written down? Then it's real. Okay. Then it's there. It's concrete. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so what do you do? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think in my head, and, I, and it kind of sounds like in your head, that we're talking about obvious overt behaviors to being overstimulated. What do you do for the person who withdraws when they're overstimulated and you don't necessarily from an outsider's view know that that's what's happening? Hmm. I think a lot of the, you can do a lot of the same things, but you have to be aware. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, so for instance, um, 
I was at a meeting and I had an individual that was obviously overstimulated. But in the same instance, a couple seats over, there was another individual that was overstimulated, but it wasn't obvious. So how did you know the person was overstimulated then? Because they had really subtle, subtle clues that they weren't, they weren't handling what was going on really well. Okay. Whereas the other one that was very obvious, you knew and could address. And so they were each addressed uniquely individualized towards them rather than, well, I know you're overstimulated, so this is what we're going to do, da, da, da. Right. You know, none of that was even said, but each of their needs were met so that they could continue on with the activity and participate to the best of their ability. That's wonderful. I I think, I think, does that, what you're talking about for the ones that maybe not as obvious that they are overstimulated. Yeah. And I think that comes into knowing those around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for anyone who's watching this that doesn't know, Fran and I are not psychologists. We are not uh, oh, yeah. board no. certified behavior analysts. These are all totally just the things that we think can work and why we think they can work. Um, because of our own personal experiences and we've had them work for us in the past, or we just think this sounds logical. <laughs> so, or, yeah, or, but, or we've just had experience, literally experienced it. And so we're taking our life experiences and sharing them. Right. Which I think is how we all grow, you know, because not everyone's life experience is the same. So, um, you know, it's how we raise our children. We know that we've made mistakes and we try really hard to help our children not make the same mistakes that we've made. And then they end up making yeah. other mistakes and then they try to teach their kids not to make those mistakes. So <laughs> it's, just like, uh-huh. it's just a cycle. Um, but yeah, I, I think what you said at the pretty close to the beginning of that was you knew the person and you knew the subtle cues. Um, And then the other really important part that I liked about it was it was individually taken care of because Mm -hmm. I think we get caught up in, and I probably shouldn't say we, I think I get caught up sometimes in, oh, okay. Everybody just needs to take a break or everybody just needs to do this. Um, because if it's good for one, it's good for everybody, you know, um, in those kinds of situations. I know when I'm writing IEPs, I am very, very individualistic. Um, Mm -hmm. People tell me to a fault, but when it comes to, you know, something like that, where, especially if I would have noticed that two people were overstimulated and I don't know how many were in the meeting, but I might've thought, okay, well, that's a, that's a, if the, if these B numbers are, there's probably, maybe there's other people. Um, And so I might not have done a good job of addressing that appropriately. So I'm really pleased that it was done individually. Thanks. And see, the thing was, I was pushing them to do something that they weren't comfortable with. Okay. Um, 
it just wasn't in their wheelhouse. It wasn't uncomfortable right. as, and I was pushing them to do something illegal or something. Right. But I, was, I was pushing them. It was a craft and I was pushing them to, to have to think outside of the box. I wasn't giving them every basic step. Mm-hmm. And therefore each child was having to, to process these steps and come up with them how they thought it should happen. Right. So, um, and some of them were doing really well. And if I had stopped it and made it, oh, well, let's all just take a break and let's do something else for a while and we'll come back. It would have ruined the flow of what they were accomplishing. So that's why I chose to individualize for those that were needing it. Good. That's awesome. Were you dealing with young adults, adults, kids? Um, grade school. Okay. Then I might have been okay. Then I then I might not have, but I don't know. Sometimes I think when we get like in those larger group settings, there was it's this, just... It was just this many. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, that many were, but that meant that many were doing fine. So right. I didn't want to... Yeah, that makes sense. But but you're right. Sometimes we do. Well, okay, let's all just. Right. And I'm thinking about in a classroom setting experiences that I've had where, you know, I've taught a lesson and or I've been in a situation where a group has been taught something and a number of the, the students come up and ask almost an identical question then I'm like, all right, okay, you know, <laughs> so we, we all need to stop. Let's look, let, let's do it, you know, and to try to stop the next however many number of people from coming up and asking the exact same question. Um, right. So, yeah, I, it's, I, it's interesting as we've been talking, I realized that many, many times when we talk and it's not just when I talk with you, but I think it's, when I talk with most people that I'm so used to working with students and teachers or students and adults, that that is automatically who I picture in my head when I'm talking about any kind of behavioral scenario. And that that isn't always the case, Mm -hmm. you know, that whomever I'm speaking to might be thinking of two adults or two children or, you know, some, some different grouping than what my mind automatically goes to. We, um, it's funny how we take our life experiences and apply them with such a broad stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think that is part of what I was feeling when I was with that more general education group, because I just kept thinking, gosh, this, this is such a different like atmosphere. And, um, and I've, given presentations in this same area before, not in this specific hotel where this conference was. Um, And so it's not that I was like, oh, you know, it's just something about Northern Illinois people um, because I've worked with other Northern Illinois educators, but I think it was that, and that kind of hit me like the second day, um, the the B day that I was there that like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot more of these are gen ed teachers than special ed. And so they're approach their their experiences are different 
Yeah, they're lens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you asked the what? Go ahead. So you asked the question, or you you talked about how we were discussing the obvious overstimulation. So, and then what about the not so obvious? What about you? How do you? What would you do for someone that's not maybe just withdrawing? Um. Well, I had a situation recently where there was a group discussion and um, Kevin doesn't really watch these all the way through. So I we're, we're far enough in that he's probably not going to watch this much of the episode so I can tell on him. <laughs> so we were this, this discussion that we were having, there was, there was about this many of us in this discussion and um, one person in the group had very firsthand knowledge about what we were talking about, but it was, a personal issue. And we were generalizing, you know, this is what you should do, or this is how you should react or whatever. And he called on that person and, and said, well, you know, you deal with this. How do you deal with it? And the, the, and she was a younger lady. Um, and she just, you know, she was kind of did like this, like, you know, like she was trying to hide, you know, like the turtle going back into the shell kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so she answered, um, and then the, the group of us um, needed to move on to the next thing. And so we did that, and then we came back, and we had that free time again to have um, discussion, and so it came back up again. And I had, in the meantime, asked her, like, are you okay talking about this? And she was like, well, you know, I... And she gave me some situations where she's kind of been thrust into having to talk about things that she doesn't want to talk about. And so I got the impression that she really wasn't comfortable with it. So as we were kind of picking up the previous conversation again, Kevin did it again. He said, well, you know, how do you deal with this? And I turned around and I went, <laughs> I just gave him this like, knock it and I kind of was like, you know, <laughs> And, you know, I, so it was a, like, okay, you know, I don't think she's comfortable, even though she said she wasn't necessarily uncomfortable. She also didn't say she was really okay with uh -huh. discussing those kinds of things. So, um, you know, I tried to shield her. Maybe it wasn't the best way to shield her from having to talk about it, but he didn't ask her after that. <laughs> After mm -hmm. I glared at him and gave him the knock it off. <laughs> um, but from his perspective, he read her behaviors as she wanted, she had something to say, but she didn't know how to bring it up. And because she didn't like want to interject into the conversation. So he thought he was reading. So each of us, again, read from our own experience. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one way is I think I try to shield, um, but I'm thinking of other times where um, it's been where I have individually gone over and, you know, like, hey, are you okay? You know, and even if somebody says, yeah, I'm okay. And I'm like, are you really? Because, you know, you're, you're having this behavior or this behavior does it make me think you're really okay. 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it is, it's that, that some of those quieter, more subtle things that you said, or they're maybe they're fiddling with something or they're, you know, bouncing their knee or they're wringing their hands or maybe they're biting their lip or um, all those kinds of things that I have seen. But I know there's, like I said, so many more ways that people show when they're overstimulated that there would probably be no way we could really name all of them. True. Hmm. And you know, I would, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just thought, and sometimes if it is in a large group setting and there are a lot of people that seem to be kind of drawing in and, and for their overstimulation, it's just, okay, everybody let's stop and take some deep breaths. You know, just let's let our, you know, just kind of do a, um, what do they call that? A mindset, mindset exercise. Mind, mind reset. Yeah. Mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You I, say? I was just thinking how you were talking, thinking your lens is always looking at it from a student, staff, teacher perspective. And a lot of my perspective is either parenting or just from me, per, my personal experiences. And how so often we think of overstimulated, we we were willing to apply these things to to kids to students but are we willing to apply them to ourselves and to to adults around us and to give them that same grace and ability mm -hmm. and it's funny because do you remember what i said at the beginning of this episode and i don't say it at the beginning of every episode but i I try to give sort of our example of why we think we can have this conversation <laughs> because you look at it from the perspective of a parent and from the perspective of a person with a disability. And I look at special education from the teacher perspective. So um, we just said that without saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it, it is, it's the, the lens is very important and recognizing that each of us has a different lens and different experiences and yeah. And do we, do we, that is actually something that I ask in one of my presentations, probably if I pulled up the presentation that I had a minute ago, I think it's in there. It's like, you know, do we make, and I say it, do we make excuses for ourselves? Most of us do. In fact, probably all of us do at some level. But do we do that for our students? Do we do that for other people? No, what we tend to do is we judge ourselves by our intentions and others by their actions. Hmm. I think I'm harder on myself than I am on others. I think I am in a lot of ways. I, I would agree that about you for sure. Because I, I know that you have, in my opinion, some unrealistic expectations for yourself and your abilities. Anyway. 
You were supposed to say, yeah, and I see that in you too, Shelly. <laughs> well, if the shoe fits. Yep, yep, it does. It does. I got to I got to share this. Okay. Maybe. I'm in full screen. I got to figure out what I'm doing. Wow. What does wow mean, Alex? I hate that there's a delay in when somebody types in a comment and when it shows up for us to see it. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is now. Share screen changed. Oh, yeah. It says present now. Yeah, I had to find it. Oh, I saw this. <laughs> I saw this and it just, I, I was just thinking about the lens, you know? Yeah. I, I, th I thought it was just funny. It, it made me laugh because I'm like, look, it's all decorated. Yeah. We look like we're ready for Christmas. Yep. But, but what lens, through what lens are we looking? Yeah. So anyway, that that was just my little funny that I found today. That was, I like that because, yeah, and see, I looked at it and I mean, I laughed at it, but what I saw was the special needs parenting, you know, all everything all tangled together. And then there was just the next, it, to me, it looked like there was just the next layer of the Christmas stuff, you know, like being on top uh -huh. of it. So um, yeah, it, it was, it, it was just all piled on top of it. Right. Yeah. It, it makes it that much more difficult. And that's something um, maybe we can discuss the next time if we have a, an opportunity before Christmas. I'm just looking at our time right now. Um, we have to be wrapping up today um, is, you know, that you do you, you do what's right for your family um, during the holiday season. If that's going to all the festivities, or if that's going to half of the festivities, or if that's going to zero of the festivities or if it's going and then leaving much earlier than you expected, um, you know, and then kind of how you, we probably should, I should have thought of that earlier um, because if we wait till next week, there's only this many days before Christmas and probably lots of people are already rolling out into activities and have been for a while, but we've talked about it in the past, I think. So yeah, we have. Um, but Alex said it hits home what we were talking about with the expectations for ourselves and, and others and um, mm. reasons, reasons for ourselves and our behavior and not being graceful for others to have. So we need to have grace for yep. ourselves as well as for others. And Alex, you haven't said it yet. We have very little, limited amount of time. But what is that B word that we all need to have in all aspects of our life? <laughs> <laughs> in case she doesn't get it in here before it's it's uh, time to head out, it is we're we're within teeny tiny bits of time here. Okay. Um, but balance balance is that there it is balance. Yeah, we have to have balance pretty much mm -hmm. in everything that we do, honestly. So it's been great to be back with you, Fran and Alex. Yes, thank you has. so much for joining us and for um, interacting with us. If for some reason we don't make it back next week, Merry Christmas, but otherwise we will see you next week.